0: going today guys back here alive in the studio for another episode of hot takes with tp3 today it's wednesday it's our first podcast of december december 2nd to be exact i'm your host thomas penland joined once again by ben Gorwitz. ben say what's up to the people
1: it's good to be back had a little bit of a break but back Talks again.
0: oh yeah it's good to have you back on here ben i missed doing the podcast but once they canceled the uh nfl game or the raven steelers game i didn't really see a point in doing a three uh a, a two nfl game podcast wouldn't have made any sense but we're glad to get back in the swing of things once again we'll have our regular podcast out again on friday um what's uh i mean ben how was thanksgiving man what was your favorite thing you ate thanksgiving was good
1: uh, my family tried um the popeyes cajun turkey this year uh that's right you heard that right a turkey from popeyes and i got to be honest, it was delicious. I'm a gravy guy myself, and I don't think this turkey needed any gravy. Uh had plenty of flavor on it, so Popeye's Cajun turkey was delicious for me.
0: Dang. You know, Ben, that honestly sounds pretty good. I wish my family had done that. We had just usual, you know, you know, ham and turkey. I'm not much of a turkey guy, so I was stuck with the ham. But honestly, I try not to eat a lot of carbs, so I was all over the uh, mashed potatoes and the uh, – In the um, what I'm thinking, mac and cheese. Um, those are always two probably my two favorite things to have. So I went to town on those and on dessert, obviously as well. Um, I mean Ben, it was it was a pretty fun day though of watching NFL. Obviously, I was a little disappointed that they canceled that Ravens Steelers game. I did get on my bets. I actually was enjoying a little bit more watching all those college basketball games, but. I mean, Ben, I know you watched the end of that Eagles game and the end of that uh, Chiefs and Bucks game. Do you feel like the NFL rigged <laughs> these games against the public? Dude, that's one
1: of the worst. That Eagles game is one of the worst beats. I was not a part of it, but that's that's got to be one of the worst ones I've seen. I mean, when Scott Van Pelt and um, uh, his counterpart uh, Stanford Steve are making fun of a bet, you just know how bad it is. I mean, it's it was an all-timer. Is it rigged? I mean, I don't – I've never really – the only thing I think is rigged is the NBA lottery. Um, I just think it's a crazy turn of events that just happened.
0: See, I actually am going to disagree with you. I think those are definitely rigged. I mean, I, per, I bet on the Buccaneers plus three and a half, and let's put it this way. I watched the first half and went to go get food with my roommate at halftime, and I looked at him, and I said – how can I be that stupid that I actually thought the Buccaneers had any chance at all in covering this game? The entire second half, it felt like every single third down for the Bucks, the refs just were like, "Oh, illegal touching on the defense, five yard penalty, first down." Or they would just be like, "Oh, pass interference," and just let them go down the field. I mean, if, if I had Kansas City minus three and a half, I I feel honestly feel bad for you guys. I did not deserve to win that one, but hey, it worked out for me. But I mean, I feel like that the NFL or somebody had to have signaled down to the to the Eagles and told them, or Vegas or somebody, to told them to go for two. I mean, it literally made no sense. I mean, do you, do you think like that? I mean, Ben, you got to feel like that's rigged, man. That was crazy.
1: Well, it definitely makes no sense to me. I mean, whether you lose, excuse me, whether you lose by like you know four or six or whatever, like it, it doesn't matter. Loss is a loss, and mm-hmm. unfortunately. Doug Peterson spiraling in the wrong direction. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if rigged is the right word. I, there's all kinds of stupidity in coaching. I don't know what Doug Peterson had going on in his head, but something something triggered. He's like, hey, let's just go for two. I mean, I believe, I won't, bling, I won't believe a player or a coach that just doesn't know what the line is at all. I'm not saying they're on like a book and legit looking at it. I'm just saying on TV or something in the paper mm-hmm. or some kind of news source, they know what the line is at the game. I, you won't, I won't believe that they don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I was a player, I'd probably look to see what the line is just to be like, damn, they really think we're seven points worse than this team. Like, I feel like that would be a little factor that might give me a little extra motivation, you know, not even that I want to win and cover or anything like that, but just to be like, dang, you all really think this about us? Well, let's go out here and prove everybody wrong because we're better than that, so – I mean that that I think is one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. Made no sense to me, but I mean like Lane Kiffin before has run out of the back of the end zone to like hit it to like bust a spread or to hit an over or something, but that's just because he was just dicking around, you know. And that's Lane. That's Kiffin.
1: that's that's a guy that knows the spread. I yeah, mean he, I, If any if anyone was pulling a Pete Rose betting on the game uh, that he's playing it himself, it's probably Kiffin. I, I, he's not doing it. I'm not accusing him of it, but if I were to pick someone to doing it, it's probably him.
0: Yeah, and you know, this is the kind of guy Lane Kiffin is. That's just a funny thing to do overall, but it's been a nice last couple days, Been I've been enjoying having college basketball on during the day. I hope you have as well, but I mean, bro, I know you've been listening to Luke Walton on these calls. <laughs> what do you think about Bill, him and all the absurd Bill. stuff he says? Or Bill Walton, yeah. That's like the fifth Dude, time I've made that mistake. He's absurd.
1: I I I'm not personally a fan of listening to him. Games, you just don't learn anything during the broadcast, mm-hmm. but... It's highly entertaining, I'll tell you that. Um, I mean, I, he's telling me who what the largest mountain in the in the stratosphere is, or I don't know. He's, he's telling me everything that's not important and has no relevance to the game. Uh, but he's highly entertaining. I mean, these college basketball games, you know, they're good to start off. You get a couple of these great non-conference games. You get, you know, we had Gonzaga, Kansas. Um, you know, we just had the Champions Classic, which was Duke, Michigan State, and uh, Kentucky and Kansas, and they're great, and they're good games. They're fun to watch, but they just don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia over the weekend lost to San Francisco University of San Francisco, I believe they lost uh, about one, two, or three points. It was very, very close, but their chances of being a one seed haven't decreased at all. And I won't believe anyone that tells me it has because what it, the tournament's not for months from now. I mean, they could easily go undefeated in the ACC and then no one cares that they lost to San Francisco. So it's, yeah. it's, it's fun to start, but it, I'm not high on college basketball.
0: Ben, first I thing know. I need you to do it's is retweet hard to, to tweet it Jeff Goodman and explain that to him because clearly somehow he doesn't explain that. I don't know for those of you all who have noticed or not, but me and Jeff Goodman have an ongoing feud going on because – Somehow he moved um, Virginia to not even being ranked in his top 25 after losing that game, which is absolutely ridiculous. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. But, I mean, like Ben and I have been saying, I mean, it, nothing that happens in these – I mean, it's fun to watch these beginning college basketball games because, you know, like is probably going to win every single game on their schedule if they don't lose on Saturday against Baylor or tonight against um, – against West Virginia you know like they're probably gonna win every single game so I mean it's just fun to see these teams go up against each other at the beginning of the season but you don't need to overreact to anything you see like we Villanova went down Kentucky went down I would be a little bit more worried about Kentucky though they can't shoot the three ball at all and they struggle from the free throw line but I mean you can't buy big into anything you see right now I mean a lot of these teams too have a lot of freshmen and a lot of lineups that aren't like they don't have any continuity yet so I mean it's fun to watch these teams grow as the season goes on
1: it's not like college football. I mean, college football, every game matters. So, it's it's fun. I like to see, like you know, Gonzaga playing early on. I like to see Jalen Suggs, who's a highly talented freshman, come in. I like, mean, I like to see Oklahoma State, Kate Cunningham, and all this, all that. But like, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have me on 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 the edge of my seat. I, I'm sitting back comfortably on the couch
0: watching these games. Hey, I'm right there with you, Ben. And the, honestly, my favorite part about these games at the beginning of the season is they're on all day during the day. Like, I just—I'll just sit there and click emails for 30 minutes and watch. Like, I mean, yesterday I was watching Texas play Indiana. You know, it's just fun to sit here and watch all these games. I actually, just had a crazy finish at the top of the hour with Texas and uh, North Carolina. a Little buzzer beater action. Um, for those of y'all that watch, but yeah, you know, I think it's gonna be an it's gonna be a long season. It's gonna be a fun season to watch. Me and Ben were actually gonna do a college basketball preview episode for y'all, which did happen. But honestly, it probably would have been kind of pointless because most of our predictions and everything would have been wrong with how much things can change throughout the college basketball season. And I mean, you can have teams that are ranked in the top five I've seen before that end up winning. Like, like I think North Carolina last year was ranked sixth, and I think they finished dead last in the ACC. So there's a lot of parity in college basketball. Always a lot of turnover, but. It's fun to watch everything. Um, ben, I'm going to ask you this, though. Do you think is head and shoulders better than everybody in college basketball? Uh,
1: no. Head and shoulders, no. I mean, they're they're better than everyone that they're going to play on the schedule, uh, and at least in conference play. I mean, it's the same thing every year with Gonzaga, it seems like. They're going to get less than three losses. They're going to be a one or two seed in the tournament, and then – we'll see what they can do from there. I mean, I think Mark Few is a fantastic coach. His resume is his win, his amount of wins is uh I believe he's got the highest win percentage of all time. He does. Um yeah, I mean I don't I mean it's impressive because the numbers are the numbers, but when when you play St. Mary's as your hardest conference game every single year, I don't think it's that hard. Um I will say this, I found out a pretty interesting stat about Gonzaga while Mark Few's been there. They've mm-hmm. only had two They've only had two McDonald's All-Americans ever under Coach Mark.
0: Wow, who's yeah. the other? Is Zach it Morrison, uh,
1: five-star freshman, five-star. It's Ja Jalen Suggs and Zach yeah. Collins, the big big place for uh, Portland now. Okay, and that's it. So I think he does he does a fantastic job. But and listen, you get you get one college basketball title as a coach, and, and you're you're a great coach. It, it's so hard to win. You get two or more, and you're, you're among, like, the greats. You know, you're it's really hard to get two or more in college basketball. If you really just look at coaches that we consider the greats, I mean, I believe Cal Perry's only got one title. I believe Bill Self only has one title. And uh, he probably gets on his hands and knees every night thanking Mario Chalmers for that because he was lucky. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: no, thanking um, Derrick Rose for not dribbling the clock out on him.
1: I mean, Derek Rose, yeah. Um, Tom Izzo, does he have – he only has one or does he have two? I think he only has one. Has one. He's in that range. So, I mean, those are, those are, hollow, those are three Hall of Fame coaches, Al Izzo and, uh, and uh, Bill Self. So it's really hard to get one. Bill Self – or, sorry, Coach Mark Few does not have one. Uh, At times time, Zig Zag. I, I don't think they're head and shoulders better because it's the same thing every single year.
0: Yeah, you know, I actually think this team is a little bit better for the reason you said with them having Jalen Scruggs. But also, you know, this is a very talented and deep team. Now, I'd say there's probably like three or four teams that are in like a tier of their own. And I think is one of those teams that are in that tier. But I agree with you completely, man. I mean, it's so hard to win a championship in college basketball. Like, you could come out there. Like, we even saw the undefeated Kentucky team. They lost in the Final Four. Like, it's just so hard to do it. Rather than in college football, I mean... Yeah, it's hard to get in the college football final four, but if you at least get there into that final four, you mean you got a 25% chance pretty much to win it all, which, I mean, gives you a lot better chance. Well, a, you so.
1: either, I mean, in, fo- in football, you either have the talent on the field or not. I mean, when Alabama against, uh, in, the, in the semifinal game where it was a I mean you knew who the more talented team overall was. I mean, Kyler Murray is fantastic, Heisman winner than that, but their defense sucked. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, in basketball, if you're hot when it comes March March, uh, when the tournament comes around, it does not matter. I mean, we just saw Virginia two years ago as a one seed lose to a 16 seed that's never happened. The year later, they win it all. I mean, it just kind of depends on who's hot in college basketball versus, you know, football. It's the, the more talented team, the better coach team wins, you know, probably 80, 90% of the time.
0: Yeah, no, I see, I agree with you completely on that. I mean, hey, it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a long season to watch. But let's shift things over a little bit to the other side of college sports, like we were saying with college football here. Um, Texas blew a big-time lead this last weekend against Iowa State. It was a big-time letdown for Sam Ellinger on senior day. It was also a big-time letdown for me holding the Texas Moneyline ticket. Ben, do you think this is the end of the road for Tom Herman or will Texas keep him around long-term?
1: I think that if Harbaugh gets fired from Michigan, then I think you absolutely fire Herman. Wow. If, if if Michigan can if Michigan has some excuse to her ball, then I think Texas can also fire him for Herman. I I think of not having a good season when this people were calling this one of the better Texas teams he's had, and also losing the five star quarterback that has been committed to Texas for I mean he's got been committed for years now. That's, he just decommitted and now he's committed to Ohio State. I think that's a bad look for Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's not, it's not um, weird to say the top prospects in the state of Texas out of high school are – they're not going to University of Texas. Uh, they're not even all going to Oklahoma. I mean they're leaving the state of Texas, which is one of the worst things that I think the University of Texas boosters could see in their eyes. They, they pay so much money. This school has so much fame. That they should be getting. They should be in the. They're not even in the run for some of these kids, which is a problem at Texas. I mean, I there's kids on Alabama's football team right now that are not maybe not from Austin, Texas, but from areas surrounding it that didn't have Texas in their final three. So that that's a big problem. I mean, it's one of the best states in college, uh, excuse me, high school recruiting for football. And if you if you're not getting the top notch talent, and this kid that just decommitted was a five star quarterback. It's the most important position you're gonna have on the field, and this kid's going from the state of Texas to Ohio State. And Urban Meyer used to steal kids all the time. And if you're not winning football games on the field, you also can't be losing in uh, recruiting battles. So not a good combination.
0: Yeah, see, I agree with you completely. You gotta you gotta win your state in recruiting, especially. You got to keep the kids home that are there. I mean, Texas is a total hotbed for talent. Um, look, I personally think they got to stick with Tom Herman. I regard Tom Herman as one of the best coaches in all of college football. I mean, what he's done as an underdog in his career as a coach is amazing to me. I mean, the guy just keeps on winning, and he's established a winning culture at Texas. I mean, yeah, they haven't been able to get to that national championship, but at the same time, if you're Texas, you know you got to ask the question. I mean, are we still on that level? I think Texas still is, but I think you need to let it, give a coach some time and let him try to develop something. I would give Herman probably two more years before you before you go out and move on from him, I mean, yeah, Harbaugh would be a good signing and all, but, I mean, you got to ask the question, is Harbaugh really better than Herman is? I mean, Herman has at least had some big wins and stuff when he's at Houston, like that year when he beat Florida State and he beat Oklahoma inside the same season. I mean, those are two of the premier Power 5 teams that he beat, and, I mean, both of them had good seasons. I believe that Oklahoma did go to a BCS Bowl that year, I guess a, a New Year's Six Bowl, as they call them nowadays, but, like, I just feel like you can't move on from so fast. I mean, yeah, the Ellinger everything didn't work out. I mean, you had some tough losses. You lost to Oklahoma in overtime this year. Um, who? What was what was their other loss they had besides Oklahoma and Iowa State? Do you remember? State. Iowa State. Yeah, no, I said Iowa State. They had three losses. I can't remember who the other loss was, too. But, I mean, it just seems like poor. It just seems like tough luck. Like, I mean, they're almost there He's every single there. time. I mean, last year they had an extremely young team. I just feel like you got to give him more time and maybe give him one or two more years. I mean, he brought in so many recruits. I mean, I feel like you got to give a coach, like, the full cycle. Like, you got to let him at least have one recruiting class go through all four years before you can get rid of him, unless they just look absolutely just like incompetent, kind of like Taggart did with Florida State. I feel like that's the only time you can just jump to a conclusion and move off a coach like like that.
1: I mean, I, I usually agree with you that, uh, by the way, TCU was their third loss. That was their first loss of the
0: season was TCU. That's right.
1: Um, I, I usually agree with you. I just don't think Texas thinks the way they do. They've been through a decent amount of coaches now since Mack Brown. I really don't know who they should hire if they were to fire Herman, Uh Herman. I just know that he might not be the answer. If people are calling this the best class he's had, and, you know, he's had better years than he's having right now. I mean, Ellinger was a hometown kid, pride and joy, and people thought he was the man, but he just could not get it done at the end of the day.
0: No, it's definitely a letdown year. I know you remember that I picked Texas to win the Big 12 before the season started. I thought they had everything there. I thought they kind of had that recruiting class. It was going to be sophomores. They got Ellinger in there. I thought this was the best team they had. They got Eagles back, and it just didn't work out for him. But, you know, I definitely agree with you from the standpoint of the way Texas thinks. There's a strong possibility he gets fired. I just personally don't think they should move on from him. But, you know, I'm excited, Ben, to watch the way everything plays out these last couple weeks here in college football. It's kind of weird that we still have all these games and conference championships, I believe, are still two weeks away. So, still got a couple more weeks of games to figure everything out with all these cancellations and everything. Going to be weird to see how everything plays out. But,. Let's go back to the NFL and back to a team we talked about earlier, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we've seen it happen in press conferences now. They've played two games since we podcasted last. I mean, do you think that Bruce Arians is trying to make Brady do things he can't or they're not the right fit? Or what do you think is going on here in Tampa?
1: I, I really don't know. I mean, the way that Arians talks about it in press conferences, I mean, I think this latest one was, you know, him saying he really likes the, the play calling that Byron Leftwich did throughout the game and the team just needs to execute better. I mean, that's, that's a shot right at DB12, don't you think? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I don't. Brady's definitely not playing his best football. Um, his age is definitely starting to show. I mean, listen, we knew that the the downfall of the Bucks would be if they can't protect Brady. He he can't move. Uh, he's never really been able to move. He doesn't really wiggle in the pocket like he kind of used to. You got all these weapons around him, um, and, and they're I mean they're fine. They're not a bad football team. They're going to make the playoffs, but. This is not a team that I expect to win the Super Bowl anymore.
0: Yeah, see, I agree with you, Ben. I mean, it's kind of weird that we both came on here and said we thought Tampa Bay was the class of the NFC, and now this happens. Look, I know they got down early in the game, but I just feel like they don't try to run the ball at the gates. I think they're like, ooh, we got a Godwin. We got Antonio Brown. We got... Um, Mike Evans, we got Gronk and I feel you're like they're just kind of you know like trying to spread the ball around too much and make all the receivers happy rather than focus on running the ball. They only ran the ball 12 times or 13 times because one Brady had one carry which doesn't even count. You know how slow he is nowadays but I just feel like you got to be able to run the ball man and have a more balanced attack. It doesn't matter how good your passing attack is. You at least have to run the ball. I feel like in the NFL you got to run the ball at least 20 times a game just to keep the defense on their toes and so they're not just dropping everybody back into coverage. I mean, I feel like that that's the real disconnect. That and Brady can't stand in the pocket, like you said, and wiggle around in there anymore and make quick throws. Like if you're running a bunch of quick slants with all three of those receivers, or you know, if you're just running like little quick pass plays, kinda like a like kind of like a BS Pac twelve offense, I kinda like that a little bit more than I like this down the field action. I mean, Brady's deep ball is not as accurate as it used to be. I mean, I feel like that they're just that Arians is trying to make Brady do things he can't. Yeah, Byron Leftwich might have been calling good plays if he still had Jameis Winston back there, but it's TB twelve. He's not agile like that. He doesn't have the arm strength that he used to. I still think you can win with Brady, but I feel like they've got to improve this play calling. And I feel like they got to get back to running the ball if they're at least going to keep trying to throw the ball down the field.
1: The downhill downfield passing game is just not going to work throughout the entire game. I know Mike Evans likes to go deep. A B likes to go deep. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna work. I mean, you have to protect Brady. You have to have max protection to have him throw the ball down the field against some of these uh, defensive lines. Um, you know, the Rams swallowed him up. I mean, he he looked real bad against the Rams. Did not look great the week before it. I mean, listen, it's when the playoffs come around. You know, there's some quarterbacks that are, that are gonna um, you know shrivel up a little bit, and and that's not Tom. So once this team's in the playoffs, we'll, we'll kind of see if it if it hits a switch for them.
0: See, I don't think it's going to happen once they get to the playoffs. Look, I like Tom. He's had a great career. I just feel like he's not the Tom he used to be for all the reasons we've said. I feel like the Bucks are going to get bounced. I mean, we see it happen to Drew Brees every single year. Sean Payton runs all these little gimmicky plays. They get to a playoff game with a team who can rush the passer fast, and it doesn't work out. Like, I feel like if they were to play the Rams again, it would not end up well. Same thing with the Saints. If the Saints play the Rams, I don't think it's going to end up well in the playoffs. Like, I feel like pass rushes are what win in the playoffs. And, I mean, Brady's not going to be able to escape from a pass rush. You mean, you see it happen too with Lamar Jackson, all these gimmicky teams that have little problems with protecting the quarterback and stuff. It all gets exposed in the playoffs. I mean, the NFC, though, is wide freaking open. I mean, can you make anything, Ben, of what's going on in this conference?
1: I have no idea uh, who the favorite is. I have no idea who it should be. I, there's no team that's just going to like make your jaw drop on a week to week basis. I mean, I still really like Green Bay. Um, I'm pretty much out on Seattle to be honest with you. I think that defense is just—it's just so—it's just so, way too bad. Um, I, mean, even I mean, their offense though looks like field, it's help, regressed. But,
0: like in that Eagles game yeah. too, their offense struggled. If the Eagles had a competent offense, they probably could have beaten them outright.
1: I mean, but, like, they look good. Like, Russ's stats are still good. DK looks good. Lockett's good. Like, they're just not clicking all together. I I still really like the Packers.
0: Hey, the bad thing has been that I agree with you, so that both means we're probably wrong in an NFC that's going to be pretty tough to uh, figure out what's going on. But, you know, the Green Bay defense is a little suspect for me, but they actually looked better against Chicago, barring it is Chicago, though. So, I mean, how much can you buy into that? But – I just feel like that. See, if the Rams didn't have, when you look at every single team like the Rams, if they had anybody who was just a tad bit better than Jared Goff, I would probably tell you the Rams are going to win the NFC. But Jared Goff is not going to. Is I mean, I don't think Jared Goff can get you there. Like I mean, they don't have like a star running back either that you can just line up and give the ball to thirty times, you know, and hope that he can just put you on your back like a Derrick Henry like Tennessee does. I just feel like all these teams are just so flawed when you go down the line. And you look at everything. I I just feel like that. Anything can really happen this year in the NFL and in the NFC, and, I mean, that's honestly what's going to make the playoffs so fun to watch. I'll tell you one thing, though, that makes me sick is thinking about all these close games our Falcons lost and how we could be right now on the hunt in an NFC that's wide open.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the Falcons, are just they killed them. They shot themselves in the foot. Um, with the Rams, I think, I think they thought it was going to be easier to replace Gurley than it has been. Uh, I thought they kind of had the mindset that a lot of people think that you know, you don't need a star running back. You can just every anyone can hand the ball off, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I don't think that strategy is really working for the Rams as of now. I mean, I think Cam Akers, he's only rookie, so yeah, he's I think strong. he's capable. He's been, yeah, he's been decent, but like, I don't think Henderson is really an answer. I know it's only been I think two years, maybe three. Yeah, two. I, these guys are not like Todd Gurley as bad as he. Uh, you know, he wasn't great in the in the. Later of his Rams career, he didn't play that much. But he scores a lot of touchdowns, especially for the Falcons. Like, he doesn't score a lot of yards maybe, but he always gets the job done when you're inside the red zone. And Henderson doesn't do that for the Rams. And Goff can't do it without a a run game. So Goff has – I think Robert Woods and I think Cooper Cub lead the league. I think they're one and two in the league in yards after catch. I'm not surprised at that at all. If you have two receivers – leading the league in yards after catch, your offense should probably be explosive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, that means you have a very, very effective pass game, but the Rams sit here and they just lost to, uh, they just lost to the 49ers, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did. That was a, that was a fluky game, though, you know. It
1: was, a weird it, it was. No, it definitely was, but you can't lose these games when, you know, you're probably not going to win your division, which means you're fighting for – um, a playoff spot. I mean, I guess they, they could win the division. They're sitting at 7-4, and four, uh, and they have three division games left, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But that's a game they should win. That's a game they kind of needed to win. You have to beat the teams that are pretty inferior. 49ers are pretty bad.
0: Yeah, at the same time, though, if I'm the Rams, I'm sitting here licking my chops, kind of looking at... The fact that I could have to play the Giants or the Washington Football Team or the Eagles in the first round—I mean, you got to think you got to be able to—you can beat that one of those teams in the first round. Of the well, playoffs. the
1: the Cardinals are slipping. I mean, they've lost two in a row now, and mm-hmm. I know that Seattle's eight and three on a two game win streak, but you know they they just beat the Eagles and didn't look good. They just they beat the Cardinals before that. Their schedule is pretty favorable, but I still think the Seahawks are the favorite to win the division, but. The Rams could have a uh, sneak in there. I, Arizona, I'm not sure, can win the division anymore. They're 6-5, and five and they're not playing good football.
0: No, I agree with you. They Ever since that bye week, they haven't looked right, which you really wouldn't expect. I feel like, honestly, they were hot, and that bye week kind of cooled them off a little bit. I mean, they did lose Chandler Jones, and they were able to kind of mask that there for a while, but I think that's really what's showing up a lot lately. But, you know, it's kind of weird to watch a lot of these teams regress and watch a lot of teams that don't look. I think with the, how average the NFC is, I think the Rams can do it a little bit. Like it's kind of like what you said, though. You know, like the thing for the thing for Gurley is he's horrible in between the twenties, but he's just so damn big he can always just punch it in down around the goal line. I mean, it's kind of like same thing with their running backs. Like Malcolm Brown, D- D- Gerald Henderson, and Cam Akers are all kind of the same running back. You know, like not like not like it's they don't have they're like not a a, they're back. not as a, they're
1: not as effective. I mean, just Gurley scoring touchdowns means Golf get, has to do less. McVeigh. Uh, well, that's less of Goff. And I think with without like a big-time running game, then they're going to have to rely on Goff to do more. And I don't I don't think the Rams are very comfortable doing that. I mean, he's a great play-action quarterback, really good play-action quarterback. But in order to do that, you're going to have to run the ball when when games get tougher in the playoffs. So I think it's definitely a team that can win a playoff game. Oh, I, just
0: I, so doing, I just don't
1: see them doing – I just don't – I don't see them winning the NFC. I know the defense is really good. I just think Goff holds them back.
0: No, I agree with you completely on that, Ben. I think they'll definitely win a playoff game, though. I feel like a defense like that can pull you through at least one victory with a guy as good as Aaron Donald. Um, out, out of what you know, like you said, with the Cardinals slipping, you think one of these teams like the Bears or um, the Vikings who are surging right now? Is there another team surging that I'm not thinking of, or is it just there? definitely
1: not, definitely not the Bears?
0: Well, the Bears. Well, see, the <laughs> thing is, the Bears are still five and six, so they're still technically in the hunt because they're only one win yeah, behind. Yeah, they've haven't
1: they lost like. Weren't they four and four and zero, oh, and now they're five of the last six or losses or something I like think that? They were five and they've two, lost,
0: and now they've just been on a huge losing. Streak. They've lost five in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've lost five in a row. They've they've no quarterback. They've no offense. I, I think they're, I think they're out. Um, in terms of the hunt teams, I would say Arizona. I would say Los Angeles Rams. Well, uh we'll I mean the Vikings. The Vikings are not
0: going to win their division. Yeah, well, you got to remember this: we get three wild card teams, so our wild cards. Um, are, right, but was, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay
1: is going to be one of them.
0: The Rams then gonna one of the other.
1: Yeah, then I think it's a fight between Arizona and maybe Minnesota. I mean, and I don't S- think
0: San Francisco's also got five, is five and six, and so are the uh, Bears. Yeah, but I just I
1: don't think San Francisco with Mullins will be able to get the job done.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a genius, but without having, without, I feel like, see, I feel like if they had like a, like a superstar at like wide receiver or running back, they'd be able to do it. But just kind of like with how balanced their team is and the fact they have Mullins, I agree with you completely on that one. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the Bears. I mean, their defense was supposed to be something special. Their defense didn't even stop Green Bay, I don't think, a single time in the first half. So we're out on them. I mean, honestly, though. I don't think Minnesota can I get mean in there. it
1: could easily it could easily be three NFC West teams and only one team from the north mm-hmm. being the Packers
0: now, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I don't think Minnesota can get in there, but you got to take your hat off to Zimmer and what he's done. I mean, he pretty much lost his entire defense. He's got all these rookies in here, and he might actually have a chance to make the playoffs. By the way, the Arizona schedule gets pretty tough. they got to play the Rams twice, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Giants. I mean, the Eagles and Giants should be easy. The Niners, I mean, in that division, Kyle Shanahan's always got something up his sleeve for everyone, and it would be a revenge from what happened earlier this season. I don't think they can beat the Rams either time. So, I mean, honestly, it might just be who loses less games between who gets that last wild card spot in the NFC.
1: It's going to be crazy. The NFC West will definitely come down to the wire.
0: Um, I know you didn't really get a chance, Ben, to watch the Ravens-Steelers game as you were driving back from Nashville, but do you think Baltimore is going to mess around here and miss the playoffs?
1: I think there's a good chance. There's
0: They're in as big of a down,
1: downhill spiral as you can get right now. They, I'm pulling up their schedule because I'm interested in that. I mean, they're now third in their division. They're – Cleveland's sitting there at 8-3. No one really talks about them. They've lost two in a row, Baltimore. Um, oh, no, sorry, three in a row now. Yeah. Uh, and four out of their last five. They played Dallas, which should be a win at Cleveland. Is it though not it's going to be a
0: weird week and you're going to have a lot of guys on the COVID list? I mean, will Lamar if be able they, to if play? If they lose,
1: if, um, I guess I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think –
1: They play Tuesday. They play play in six days.
0: Oh, so they move the game out on Tuesday?
1: I think it's on Tuesday now.
0: Okay, because I saw – If they they lose
1: to Dallas, then you you might as well just forfeit the year. I mean, Dallas is so bad.
0: No, I agree with you completely. Even with Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. I think they Uh, moved all the games to They have a lot of
1: favorable – They do have a lot of favorable games, uh, the Ravens. I mean, they play – They really only have one hard game left. They play Dallas at Cleveland. That's the hard one. Jacksonville the Giants which aren't bad um and then at Cincinnati obviously without Burrow I I think there's a good chance they miss uh, uh let me see the a, The AFC South will have two teams in I I actually think the Colts have a better chance of beating of getting in now over Baltimore to be honest with you even with the schedule I I think mm-hmm. the Colts will play better against better teams that they play I I mean they at Houston this week it should be a win at Vegas, that's a very winnable game. Houston again, they should sweep Houston. At Pittsburgh, you never know if Pittsburgh is going to be playing everyone than Jacksonville. So, I actually think the Colts have a better chance right now, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one, Ben. I just feel like everything's out of sync right now. I mean, the Ravens, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey both got injured and didn't return to today's game. That's something else to watch out for there, too. I just feel like everything's piling up on Baltimore and everything's trending down there with momentum and everything. Um, Something that I forgot to say when we were talking about Tampa earlier, to keep your eye on, Tampa Bay is going to have their bye week this week. Maybe Tom could get rejuvenated over that bye week and get things together again. But, yeah, you know, I, I think that... I think it could start getting late early. I had a little theory that Baltimore was intentionally trying to get COVID because they wanted the NFL to – spread. because, you know, like if you have too many players get COVID and the game couldn't be played, the NFL would move the – would move everything out another week. But I think once that they just kept on trying to move back the start date of the game, I think that just kind of said whatever. But, I mean, they probably weren't even trying that. That was just me kind of looking for something.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the AFC has a lot of teams in the hunt. I'll tell you that. I mean – whether it's Buffalo or Miami who ends up winning the division, the second place is should I think deserves to be in the playoffs. They're they're both playing, you know, mm-hmm. pretty good football. Um, there's three teams in the AFC North that could get in. Pittsburgh is obviously gonna get in, Cleveland is eight and three in second place, and Baltimore. There's two teams in the South, the Titans and, and Colts, whoever doesn't win the division has a good chance to get in. And then there's only gonna be one team for the West. I, I don't think the the uh, Vegas Las Vegas Raiders will get in after the performance they just showed against Atlanta. Um, So, there's going to be one team from the south, two teams from the north, and a team from the east that are all going to be fighting for that spot. One of those teams is going to get left out.
0: Yeah, I actually – call me crazy, man. I still got Vegas sliding in there. I picked them before the season started to make the playoffs. I still like them to slide in there somehow. I know it was a no-show against Atlanta. Honestly, just a weird game altogether. I mean, as a Falcons fan, I was expecting this to get blown out. But I feel like they can slide in here. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens these last couple weeks. This is when the NFL is at its best, I feel like. And it's kind of funny, like you said, about the Browns. I feel like the Browns have just been beating up on bad competition. A lot of these teams, like the Browns have a negative 21 point differential. Because whenever they play yeah. a good team, they get the breaks beaten off them. But they beat well, who they're supposed to this. beat.
1: Their, their, their last five games, starting at week seven, they beat Cincinnati by three. I th- That was with Burrow. They then lost to Vegas 16-6, to no offense at all. They had a bye week, and after the three bye weeks, they're on a three-game win streak. Those wins are all non-impressive. They beat Houston 10-7. to um, They beat Philly 22-17, and they um, beat Jacksonville by two points. So they're about to play at Tennessee, then Baltimore, then the Giants. At the Giants, it's not easy. The Jets are easy in Pittsburgh. Um, this is not a favorable schedule for a guy that hasn't won a ton of ball games in the NFL for Baker Mayfield. I, they're eight and three, so they're sitting prettier than Baltimore, 100. percent But I don't know how pretty they're going to be looking at the end of the year. Um, I think with Odell Beckham, I think, I think Odell and Baker were playing pretty well when Baker got hurt. They they seem to be on the same kind of uh, connection. Um, Odell was playing much better this year. than. He, uh, let me phrase that. He had started this year better than he had in pr- uh, prior years. It's not a favorable schedule, but uh, they're still better than Baltimore. Baltimore's got a quarterback that can barely throw the football.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Kaepernick thing. I mean, after like two years or a year and a half of kind of like the little offense or whatever they made up for him, once teams have more film and more time to scheme for it, you always get figured out, so – I agree with you there and all that. You got any uh, anything else you want to hit before we get up out of here? I think
1: that's all. Um, I mean, I, for just to go back to college basketball real quick, like I, I watched games, but I don't really start to like get into the nitty-gritty until really conference play because that's really the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So for now, I'm focusing on the end of the NFL season, the big marquee games. I'm very excited for some college basketball games tonight. Um, number five, Illinois is playing uh, – Number two, Baylor, and finally get to see Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've had They've had two big games. I think already get postponed or yeah. maybe just canceled. Uh, is it Jared Butler or Jerron Butler? Jared Butler. Um, Jared Butler. Um, my buddies in Tuscaloosa are not thrilled with him. He there was a long. He was committed to Alabama for a decent amount of time, and then I don't. I think he decommitted the year before it's got there. So something happened with the relationship with Avery Johnson. I guess. Uh, he decommitted went to Baylor that, that dude's a good ball player
0: no I agree with you see I agree with you completely I mean I think I'm excited to watch Baylor I was pretty pissed both those games got canceled um but yeah I mean Gonzaga's playing West Virginia right now number one versus number 11 they're getting up and down the court it's already like 2017 and they're only 10 minutes in so they're gonna keep getting up and down the court so go turn your TV on if you're not sitting in front of it but yeah you know like, I was impressed
1: call- I was impressed with uh, BJ Boston by the way from Kentucky thought he played pretty well against Kansas. His first big game.
0: No, I agree with you. I mean, Kentucky's problem is they miss so many three, uh, three throws and they can't they shoot the three shot. ball. I mean, they missed yeah. so many, they missed 13, three, uh, free throws against Richmond. And I can't even remember how many they missed last night, but if they were over 10, two for three against Richmond. I mean,
1: it's, it's early. And that's what you get with these young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, um I, I think Kentucky on the defensive end will be pretty hard to score on oh, when, yeah. when they can get clicked. And I'll say this, you know, I, I have a really good friend, um, from college, he's a big Duke fan, and you know a lot of hot takes here and there. But he, I, he's really right about he—he's pretty mad the way that Coach K has handled things the past couple of years. I think Zion year, I, I think them losing in the tournament, I you point a lot of fingers to Coach K. And that's not a team that should have lost, to be honest with you. Um, two lottery players, Zion and RJ Barrett, a lot of talent all around, but the one and done strategy. Is not a way to win a national championship in college basketball. You, you, you C- Coach Kala does not win national championships. He's got one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Coach K, who has a ton, has not had a lot since he's gone to the one and done strategy. He really hasn't. They're not winning a lot of. They're winning a lot of games, a lot, but they're not winning championships
0: look Um, at Jay Wright I mean he wins all the time at Villanova and it's because I mean yeah you can throw in like maybe one or two one and done guys but when you get those guys who are there that you know are like the number like 20 to 40 recruit and they stick around for like two years and then you throw a one and done guy in there with a team full of sophomores and juniors that's how you win it all I feel like and
1: those and those teams are always good Cal's Kentucky's teams are always good Coach K's Duke's teams are always good but you know, beginning of the year, there's nothing really to tell from them. They're young. They're, they're These guys are learning how to play Coach Cal Kentucky basketball. For now, the, Coach Cal puts in probably a couple plays, and it's basically AAU ball. It's a lot of isolation ball. They, mm-hmm. They'll look completely different from that. I just don't think having five, you know, four out of your five starting line of guys being one of them guys is really the formula to win national championships now. But that's not to say these, these coaches are so good that they can get it done. It, Coach Cal just doesn't win. He doesn't win championships anymore.
0: No, I see. I I agree with you completely, Ben. I think that's a very good observation you made there. I mean, even North Carolina with Roy Williams, like he he really doesn't have that many one and duns. I mean, he'll have like he's many got a lot, one, guys but, yep. yeah, exactly. a lot of guys like, that stay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, stay. even when you look at their team now, half their starting lineup's been there. I mean, they plug in a, like the number nine overall Gar- recruit and then a bunch of guys.
1: Garrison Garrison Brooks was preseason ACC All First Team, just career just got his 1000th career point. Like you don't get that staying one or two years obviously. Mm-hmm. Like he's a four-year player. I mean, is he good enough for the pros? Maybe not, but it's it's the fact that North Carolina does have a slight reputation of keeping guys around a lot more than Duke and Kentucky, Kansas the same way. I mean, I I, I thought Devon Dotson based on where what his how his draft night went, I think he really should have stayed. Um but Miles Garrett, is it Miles not Miles Garrett but Who's Garrett on Kansas? That dude's been there for four years. Uh, uh, um, the yeah, shooter they have, number th-
0: mm-hmm. I can't GILA, think of his name, or, but I know who you're talking about. He almost didn't play last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, the shooter, number 30, has been there for three or four years now. As the bouquet state, I mean, maybe maybe they're just not good enough to go in the pros. Maybe they're just college guys. But these are programs that have guys that stay more so than Kentucky and Duke. And, you know. I, 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 If you ask me who the favorite would be in college basketball, I have no answer. I have no idea. No idea. I think this is – I agree with what you said. I think Mark Few, this is a, one of the better teams he's had. But that's not to say he hasn't had great teams in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that team so, that was undefeated until, like, the Elite Eight and Texas Tech beat them. And they had the team that lost to UNC in the national championship. Like, you, they definitely you're, have you're had forward. some great teams.
1: What? Your Florida State teams not getting a ton of national spotlight to win at all. I mean, hey, I they're a little that, young. Though. They're a little younger than his Florida State teams are, mm-hmm. um, because he just lost two lottery picks. And Florida State is a tremendous basketball program, but it's not a program that's accustomed to losing two lottery picks. Um, but this Scotty Barnes kid is one of the uh, most. He's one of the players that I'm most excited to watch. To be honest with you, he. He he could really do everything on the floor. He played on a tremendous high school basketball team with a lot of studs around him, and all he did was, you know, get a lot of assists, a lot of rebounds, and a lot of points. I think you bring him to a coach; he's probably going to be a one and done. But you you put you put him with the coach um, of Leonard Hamilton. You put him with the home record that Florida State has. I think they're twenty five and three in their last like
0: yeah, we don't three seasons,
1: them, or they don't lose. Or actually, I I think I'm wrong. I think they're like thirty two and one or something. It's something crazy. Uh, I think he can do a lot of special things. I, I'm very curious to see if Leonard Hamilton can coach a one-and-done guy. Because you have yeah. to get these guys on track a lot quicker than guys that you're going to have for two or three years. Scotty Barnes is a tremendous talent. I think ha- Hamilton's tremendous coach. And it, it, it's a tough ACC. I mean, listen, South or San Francisco just be Virginia. But that doesn't tell me. That shouldn't tell you anything. Virginia's going to have the same problem they always have. They can't score points.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia held their opponent like fifteen points last night, but what you said about FSU, you know, we de- Patrick Williams was a one and done, Jonathan Isaac was a one and done. So you know we have cranked him out, but like you said, we keep the we keep our guys around. Like MJ Walker's back on the team again, which I look forward to step up. Yep. We actually tip off here in twenty minutes, so I'm getting ready. I'm I'm excited we had our first two games canceled, so finally we get to play some freaking basketball. But what's the you know, line, like what's you the line said, in that game? Do you know? Like twenty five, I think, or thirty. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, I not, just played- think not worth it, or trust me, I would have tried to find a way to bet it already. No, but I,
1: I know that Florida State's going to play good defense. It, you can't play mm-hmm. for Leonard Hamilton and not play on both ends, before hard.
0: See, that's the big thing, too, I feel like, about getting these kids in here who don't go one and done. The kids who go one and done, I mean, if the coach is making them do something they don't want to do, they're like, ah, whatever, I'll be in the NBA next year. Who really gives a shit? Rather than you get these kids who are going to fight claw and scratch to see the court because they want to stay there all four years and play for a program that they bought into, you know, that's how you win championships right there. So, It'll be fun, Ben, to see the way everything plays out and stuff for this college basketball season. I'm also excited to see the way that everything's about to finish up for us with football season as well. But Ben, I appreciate you coming on once again, helping me get this thing through.
1: Yeah, we'll talk again in a couple of days when football starts to ramp up. Uh, you know, here and there a little bit more. The playoff is—it's it, really just chalk right now. The top four—it's it, mm-hmm. going to stay the same. I don't—I don't think either any of these teams are going to lose. Um, it's going to be real interesting with the Big Ten, though. Uh, Ohio State deserves to be in, but are they going to play enough games? That's the real question.
0: Yeah, and you know if they don't play enough games too, it'll be interesting to see if Oregon can try to make an argument to get in there, or an undefeated Pac-12 team, which I personally don't think should get in. But yeah, you know it's going to be it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird to see how like the is and everything is. There technically is no guidelines for who's supposed to get in and who doesn't. So it's going to be weird. Well, to see I think how you have plays to play.
1: Out. I, I believe the Big Ten said you have to play six games to compete for a yeah. conference championship. Well, Ohio State's, I believe, they're 4-0 and have two games left, so they can't have any cancellations. I just uh, – an uh, Ohio State team without a Big Ten championship is better than an Oregon team with a Pac-12 championship. Uh, uh, I I don't agree. ask me how it makes sense, but it, it, it's true. If you watch any of these games, it's true.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, the NCA though, has no requirements. They don't say you have to win a conference championship to get in. So, I mean, it's going to be crazy. To imagine that if an idol, if Ohio State that's doesn't true. play in their conference championship game and they still get in, imagine how crazy that's going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, the world will burn down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it's well, burning
1: yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's burning anyway, so might as well just throw a little extra wood on top of it. Let's get out of here, Ben, but we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll see you all again on Friday.